this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. There is no hope, only loss. Decommissioned, hunted, I have become a cautionary tale used to steer children away from a life of crime and excess. Would it be rude to turn Enoch off? <laughs> His constant complaining was giving me a headache. Uh, actually, never mind, I was wrong. The source of the headache is Piper. Definitely Piper. Patchatuck is coming, and the TikTok is only getting louder. That's right, we are talking ABC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episode 5, the other thing, the After Buzz After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. No one does Enoch better than Enoch. I don't yeah. think that's even a possible thing. I don't know. He pissed me off this episode, too, though. So I was not a fan of some of the things he suggested. Really? Enoch yeah. was doing what's best for the Enoch crew, man. He's a Chromagon. I get it, but everything with putting... Basically, what came at the end with him with Fitz and Simmons, I was like, okay, he just isn't kind of getting it. You know that guy doesn't write the show, right? I just want to remind <laughs> everyone he doesn't write the show, but we write this show. Uh, we are on the panel, and joined to me with that opinionated opinion is, of course, Rachel Goodman. Hey, everybody. I am excited to discuss this week's episode and the trailer at the end. That's right. So much is happening, and I am Tehran. If you haven't uh, noticed that by everywhere on my life says Tehran. So if you don't know I am, you haven't been watching this uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After Buzz After Show, we are talking ABC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episode 5, The Other thing, not not this thing, but the other thing. That's the concept. And we will be breaking down the episode. Today's breakdown will be May and not Coulson. May and Coulson, a simultaneous storyline that was running as we got cuts and flashes of, of the last moments of Coulson. May's initiation as she joins the gang, or does she? Uh, Patrick Attuck, the fact that we can even say that word and what it means. Yo-Yo and Mac, who's the boss? Let's get into that. Blaming Benson. Ooh, I didn't know that yo-yo had a secret resentment chasing fits davis and piper are we shipping that yes. atara look at atara coming in and all a blaze of glory enoch has changed and we're gonna get into that rachel has a lot to say simmons saves the day or does she the gang is back together well kinda enoch passes gas Trust me, if you saw the episode, you know what I'm talking about. News and gossip, we have some great stuff, so you're going to want to stick around. Whoa! That's the moment where we do our special segment and talk about that whoa moment, the moment that made you go, whoa! And predictions. Let's get into that overall thoughts of the episode. I absolutely loved how they interspersed May's what we believe are true memories with Coulson with the reality of what she was going through with Sarge. And I loved the concept of, I think Sarge says something along the lines of, he was your dream, but I'm your nightmare. Mm, he does say that. Yeah. Not Coulson does say that. Uh, I thought it was like Tahiti, but it wasn't Tahiti, but it felt like Tahiti, but it was. But then May was there. It was a lot. It was interesting, and I questioned the re- I questioned how... Um, how true her memories were at a certain point when Sarge was saying the same things that Coulson was saying. It was just 
too coincidental that they would have had two different phrases that were identical. Too much going on. I love this episode. Actually, I have to say that besides a couple sparse sightings of Ghost Rider here and there, this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is the one that has me the most intrigued and interested. The only thing I did not like about this episode is stop teasing me with Deke and then not giving me Deke. I'm sorry to tell you this, but Deke is one of my favorite, personal favorite parts of the show, and I love that guy. And I need to see more of him, even though everyone on the show for some reason hates him, and we're going to talk about that because people bully Deke for no reason. He's not even there. And May's like, well, it's like, what's Deke? Exhausting. Uh, exhausting. <laughs> like, he's not even there, bro. Like, this guy saved the day again, and you're just like, oh, he's exhausting. Like, I hope Deke goes to, like goes killer on all of them. Seriously. Yeah. I hope he goes, you know what? This time, I'm exhausting, right? No, no, no. I, oh, I do have the information. I'm not telling you. No, no, I'm a piece of S, right? Remember that? Remember that POS Deke? I'm good. I want to see Combat Deke the way he saw himself in the virtual, in the framework reality that he created. I am with you. I want to see more Deke in general. I am sad that we only got one real episode with him and then he's gone and we only have so many more to go. So, yeah, we need more Deke. Uh, You know, I did really like this because there was basically three storylines going at the same time. We had the May and not Coulson, that storyline, and it was kind of intertwined, but then we had Main Office, which the whole Mac and being back at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then we of course had what was going on in space that whole chasing fits and it was three storylines this time as we every other episode we had gotten only one storyline at a time and this one was finally like hey we can actually intersect them as we go along and I don't have to wait till next week to kind of figure out what's going to happen and I love that they did that especially because at the end everything is kind of tied back together so I feel like it was kind of um, a very like um, specific choice they made because they knew we were coming back. Keyword there kind of. Yeah kind of. Kind of how we're kind of checking in on the chat. Remember, we are checking in the chat. Love to hear from you. From you, let us know what your overall thoughts are. And of course, Ryan is in the booth doing the thing. What's up, Ryan? Yo, guys, I am so happy to be All right, with thank you. Thank you, Ryan. That was enough right. for me. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. We have some comments in oh, the chat, too. Oh, let's get into those comments. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have Haywood Wong. Such a good episode again. And I thought the monolith was destroyed. Um, Star Drew, cousin slash Rafik, will need um, Fitz and Simmons' ideas to finish off the crystal dudes in the end. Um, just Juju says Tehran with a heart. <laughs> so let's take a moment. Um <laughs> And uh, and Haywood says, hey, Rachel and Tehran. And Haywood also says, yeah, that gas was a real stinker. <laughs> it was a real stinker. <laughs> All right, let's break down with May and Not Coulson. What did you think of that that particular storyline where we had May and Not Coulson? Of course, May is tied up. Not Coulson is, in, in a way, interrogating her, in a way, testing her, in a way, trying to get some information and give some information at the same time. It's crazy how similar Sarge and Coulson are in terms of their strengths. I don't mean like, so obviously Coulson is different in the sense that he, we consider him to be the good guy and he would not be doing some of the things Sarge is doing. But some of their strengths in terms of, okay, well, we need to do this and we need to fight the real bad guy who's attacking these different um, dimensions, for back, lack of a better word. I feel like um, May and Sarge 
if Sarge, like, I feel like he's the bad guy who is going to have an arc, and he's going to kind of turn, so there's this gray area, and I feel like he could really have a connection with May, even though it isn't looking so good for them right now, but I absolutely love how they handled that, and how they kind of had her going in and out of a, of like, a conscious state as we're getting glimpses of what happened to the real Coulson. Yeah, you you do realize that not Coulson wants to destroy the planet Earth in order to destroy <laughs> whoever is the creator of these yeah. uh, aliens. I, yes, I get that. Oh, okay. obviously. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I, I just always find it interesting what people <laughs> people take from this. Like, yeah, maybe they can get together. He wants to destroy the Earth. But I think that with Sarge, I think that he, if May can get to him and, and basically convince him that he's handling it the wrong way, I feel like he might not do the bad things that he's planning on doing and that together, if there's another way, he can work with S.H.I.E.L.D. and they can destroy this without having to destroy the planet. They're only bad things because we're we're looking at it from our own perspective. Yeah. Let's look at it from a universe perspective. Right. Destroying whatever this is is probably the best thing for the universe, but we just don't want to... No one ever wants to be the one that dies in the fray. You know, so we always look at this hero syndrome. A lot of heroes have it, especially in the Marvel Universe, where it's, I can't die because I'm the only one who can save everyone else. Even though at many times, if they just died, everything would have been fine afterwards. Yeah. And I feel, I think with Sarge, like going off of that, from his perspective, he sees this as an investation, and so he needs to stop it, or else there's going to be graver problems for the rest of the universe. So in that sense, yes, like, he definitely, like, he has a very strong, like, reason for doing what he's doing, but I feel like May, like, I I almost felt like in a darker way, May had a similar dynamic with Sarge that she had with Coulson. In a similar way, I like that. I I didn't, uh, what I, I didn't like, or I didn't feel as much as they kind of wanted us to feel was when not Coulson was like I've been around for so long and then you're like how long? 100 years like oh, man Edward from Twilight had been around longer <laughs> than that like I needed more I wanted him to say something like 300 of your years and I'll be here for 300 more of yeah. your years like give him some type of Longevity, Of course, not immortality, but some type of longevity. A hundred years is kind of, I don't know, I, I just felt like it was downplayed. I agree with you, and I i was a little disappointed by the fact that, like, I want there to be more of a connection to Coulson. Um, and I want this doppelganger business to be explained. Like, why? This is the only person we've ever seen like this, aside from when we had, you know, the robots and, like, you know, we had the, you know, aside from that, this is the only time we have seen another character come on who resembles someone else who already exists. And so, yeah, I just want to have it explained. I want it to be a connection. And when he said that about the, you know, I'm only, I've been here 100 years before you, I'll be here 100 years after you, I was like, okay, so what? Are you just, like, do you ha- is this a mask you're wearing? Like, did you prepare? Did you research Coulson? And now you're trying to, like... Well, not at all, because he has zero knowledge of who Coulson yeah, is. And in fact, is offended by the concept that someone else might look like him and have existed. Yeah. He's like, that guy's the imposter. I'm the real thing. I personally believe it's all going to be tied into Tahiti. It's going to be a part of some type of the Tahiti project. And this was a was an unknown consequence of it, a side effect. Because when we saw Tahiti, Coulson, like, he was imagining being in this tropical island. And so that kind of brings back the point of, okay, well, how much of what May was remembering was another Tahiti example where you think you're somewhere, but you're actually not there. 
and the reality is somebody is doing something to you. No, especially because the filters and the the way it looked was similar. It was that fake imaginary feel. Where are they actually in the real world or in some type of you know e world again? Of course, framework is as Rachel's a fan of the framework. I'm such a fan. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> and it could be that they just didn't want him to suffer near the end of his life, so they put him and May together in this framework. In this frame, exactly. Yeah. And May opted to be there because obviously they had a connection. You could tell that they were becoming more, if nothing else, emotionally intimate because their physical intimacy has not been there. Even though we always know, have known that there is this mutual attraction one another, so. In the memories, or femories, fake memories as we're getting them, hopefully they'll be real. We see a physical intimacy, but more of an emotional connection. We don't see them kiss, but we see the touching, we see the rubbing, and them expressing and and showing their emotions for one another a little more. Yeah, and they're, they're, the, even their topic of discussion is very, is very intimate. And I just... I'm just questioning how... I don't even know if it's... It almost goes beyond framework for me because it just seems like why would she be hearing Sarge say the same thing as Coulson unless there is, like you said, a Tahiti connection or... There has to be some type of connection. He's using the same framing. That whole, that's that specific, the tick of the clock is only getting louder. That's a specific Coulson phrase and now not Coulson is saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, what I'm really hoping is that this Sarge guy, he is the one with the fake memories and that he like when May asked him, well how old are you? Maybe he has just been programmed to think that he is 100 years older than her and will last another 100 years when the reality is it is Coulson somehow and he's been reprogrammed. How mad would you be if they'd never explain it? <laughs> <laughs> they just like, what? Say I'd something. Be, I would feel unsettled. They have to explain it. They have to. At they, least, at least tell us that they're... Too long. Like, tell us there's no connection, but explain it. Yeah. It has to be... I, I just... It's so tough. There's so many workable theories, and yet there are none, no plausible theories. This is going to be a centerpiece of this ep- this season. It has to be. Because if they use it as a throwaway and we find out in just an episode this was just a side effect and it means nothing all the way, I would then I would be unsettled. Yeah, I agree with you. I I wouldn't like it. There there has to be a good reason for this. And if they don't if they don't handle it in any way, um, and I'm I'm worried too that they won't. Um, I mean, or they'll like wait and then tease it for the next season if there is a next season. There's definitely a next season. They have an, oh, a, a okay. season seven, so we know that's planned. Cool. So well, season seven's coming out, and we know that's on in the works. So I hope that's not what they're doing, though. Yeah. I hope they're not like, oh, we have so many seasons now. Let's just let it go. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think at home? Let us know. Of course, we have the chat open, but more importantly, you know that you are as much, if not more, part of this panel than all of us here at AfterBuzz. You are very much a part of the AfterBuzz family. Yeah, and speaking of being a part of the AfterBuzz family, we just definitely want to thank all the fans for supporting us. If you could like and subscribe on YouTube, we have a ton of AfterBuzz channels. Every single genre you could think of, we've got it. So if you could just continue to support us and be the amazing fans that you are, um, we absolutely love when we get feedback, especially when you give us five stars. Um, And let us know that you liked, followed, gave us a rating, and we'll definitely give you a shout out live on the air. So 
Thank you so much for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Thank you so much. We love it. Let's talk about some of this stuff going on with uh, Yo-Yo and Mac. Who's the boss there? Oh, my God. I loved how they handled that. They So, I love that so much was said without anything being said. And that it was predominantly, like, facial and body language where we got everything. And I feel like Mac implied that he broke up with Yo-Yo. And we finally have that. Well, we kind of, th- I at least I kind of thought that because I could see Mac being the, now that I'm in charge, I can't have anyone close to me. And I, I can understand that because I would, I could relate to that feeling. Now that I have this, this priority, I can't prioritize anything else or even have it on my list. This is one, two, three, four, and five. At the same time, I feel like Yo-Yo kind of got over Keller kind of quick. I was expecting more, especially the way she was acting last episode. Oh, she's going to still be stuck up or hung up or something about it. Nothing. She was like, well, you know, Mac, if I wouldn't even cared about Keller if it wasn't for you. Like, like there was a lot of that. There was a lot of passive-aggressive, why aren't we together, Mac? There wasn't a lot of... You made a bad decision, now Keller's dead. Yeah, because, like, the big... I, I This whole thing made me think of last season with everything that we... We saw how much Yo-Yo changed when Mac was killed. And so now Keller's gone, and we don't quite see... Like, there's not... I'm getting a reaction. Like, I am feeling like she's upset about it, but eh, not like... She's, she's like, she, it yeah, sucked. Yeah. But I got more of her reacting to Mac. A hundred percent. There was way more Mac emotion there than... Yeah. Keller emotion for sure. Yeah, but I feel like with Mac, um, now I'm starting to understand why Yo-Yo tried to move on so quickly with Keller, um, because Mac clearly was the one to push her away, and I I agree that um, it had everything to do with his position. He, like, him saying, oh, I was trying to be like Coulson, like, I get I get why, like, I get his, his position and what he's trying to do, and it makes sense, and I think maybe he also felt like he couldn't be her boss, and, yeah. and have that kind of relationship with her without it compromising missions and compromising his place of power. Can we say rebound? So, here's the thing. (laughs) Blaming Benson, Yo-Yo threw Benson under the bus a little. Yeah. What was that about? I think maybe that's like, I feel like with Yo-Yo, we sometimes get her putting blame on people when it isn't necessarily their fault or it could be like mis- it could be misconstrued as their fault, but really isn't. And I think that maybe that's how we're getting her grieving over Keller is is that she has she's going through this, you know, like the processes of grief. And right now it's I need to find I need to put a blame on this. But it threw doubt like even Mac approached Benson. Here's here's my problem. And this is what I don't like. I feel they treat Benson a little bit the way they treat Deke, except Benson has the education and the degrees and the pedigree, right? So Benson did not want this job. It's not like he applied for this job. It's not like he went out of his way to get this job. Everyone else there basically applied for the job. They wanted to be a part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., except for Deke and Benson. And these are the people that actually have come through the most. Benson's the only scientist with any knowledge of what's going on. And none of this is like stuff that he studied in anthropology class or whatever. This is all alien outwardly. He didn't even know this universe existed until five episodes ago. And now you're blaming this guy for not knowing things as he's trying to figure it out. And by the way, he's put his life in danger more times than anyone else because he's the one that's not trained in combat or shield training. He's just some professor that they've now brought in 
to do this. And honestly, you couldn't pay me enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that they're respecting him at all. Um, I, I agree with that. I, I don't agree with Yo-Yo for putting the blame on him. And I don't think, like, I, I, re- I feel like he's just very um, out of place there, too. Like, I'm just getting he does not fit in and, and no one's giving him the respect or the chance, especially when he didn't even want to be there. He didn't want to be, and he's brought that up before. And they convinced him to be there. That he, of course, now he's in, and now he's kind of all in, as we see at the end of the episode where he explains the concept of trying to travel and find these the monoliths and go to the ley lines. But the concept is, to me, guys, let Benson do his job. You, you hired him. Let him do his job. Why do you think he didn't do his job? Because there was a zombie parasitic bat that infested Keller? I'm so sorry he did not know that that was going to happen. By the way, he was the one that was in the room, and Yo-Yo could have used her powers at any time, and it kind of stopped that. If I blame anyone a little, I blame Yo-Yo. Yeah, and I remember we were talking about this, too. She easily could have raced and even and stopped somehow stopped that thing from even entering um, Keller's mouth. She probably could have. That's she how- froze. Yeah. What's Benson supposed to do? He's just a professor. He's not a trained yeah. fighter. Yeah, and I mean, I'm pretty sure. And he sure- stayed around. He didn't run away. Honestly, if that was me, I'd have been like, "Oh, is that a vampire parasitic bat? Zombie making <laughs> bat? Gotta go, guys. Yeah. Look, I'm, there's a lighthouse. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bye. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have stuck around. He stuck around. I mean, I'm pretty sure that zombies are not on his resume. So I, yeah, I wouldn't if. His feet. I, I feel like he. They brought him in, and they're just expecting him to jump in and be okay with all of this. And they're not giving him the credit he deserves. And like you said, he's doing in that situation. He handled the pressure a little bit better than Yo-Yo, who should have. For someone who's been who's had her powers and who's been in rougher situations, um, she should have stepped in. And I feel like they just needed him to die. Like the writers just wrote it in that way because they needed to um, show, ha- figure out a way for Shield to know what's going on, and they and so they wrote it in like that. Well, I mean, I like the way they killed off Keller. I just wish, I don't know. I feel like Benson's coming up with. Perfectly plausible explanations. He's actually explained a couple of stuff. I'm so sorry he's not uh, Fitzsimmons. Clearly, <laughs> they are. Honestly, I don't know for a fact, but clearly they're mutants. <laughs> they clearly, <laughs> they clearly have superpowers. Intelli- like they're supposed to come up with time travel now. Like they're he's not them. Yeah, he's yeah. not them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, but don't don't keep making him feel lesser. And yes, he had a drinking problem. You knew that going in. You did not have to choose him. Um, let's get into that Chasing Fitz storyline. So now we have the other team that's in space, Chasing Fitz. Yeah. Simmons says specifically, I will not give up now, ever. Now that I've seen him, I will never give up. They're Chasing Fitz, and they are <laughs> they are captured. Yeah. Uh, this I wasn't sure how I felt about this at this point. Um, a million things. So, like, I ship Fitzsimmons. Like, they are, like, my OTP. Like, they're they're my favorite couple on TV and have been for a long time. And I was just thinking about different ways they could have handled this. But um, I think what upset me, and this goes back to my earlier comment with Enoch, is that when they're on, when they're on the ship and they meet Hatara, um, I didn't know how to take her. 
And um, I almost, like, this is kind of random too, but I almost sense, like, a kind of, like, a deeper history between Hatara and Enoch. There's not a sense. He specifically said, I can't ever believe I allowed you to access my data part. They're, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, they, you know, I have, they have no gender, but definitely access to um, my data part. <laughs> I feel like data port access is, uh, it's a big thing with the Chromatons. Yeah. I'm not sure, but the Chromatons don't look like they just allow access to data ports. Yeah. So, there's that, and I think what, um, I, I, I'm, it was interesting how they handled it with Fitz kind of coming through in this hologram sort of situation, um, but not being able to communicate with Gemma. That was interesting to me, but um, I didn't like how Enoch handled it. Well, yeah, Enoch, Enoch. I mean, we're going to get into Enoch has changed, but when it comes to chasing Fitz, I actually really like the storyline until the end. I feel like they're, they introduce a new story when I haven't really completed the other story. So now we need to find out what happened to Enoch's people. And I'm never, I've never been a fan of time travel is the way to correct a problem. It always leads to more problems. Guys, don't you watch The Flash? Let me just explain. <laughs> yes. Time travel is just not the way to go. And for them, for this race of specifically of people, the, the observers, these chromatons, they being the ones to suggest time travel to save their own world when they would have never allowed that to happen for anyone else. That's that is a problem to me. My problem is that they've done the time travel thing already. And I get like shows like The Flash, it's different because it's more like wrapped around time because of their speed. But in this case, I it felt like very um like anticlimactic when it ended with okay, well we're going to cap we're going to take Gemma too and then they're going to create this time travel option for us again and that's how we're going to solve this problem. I felt like okay, that's where this led to, but I did enjoy the chase. The chase was great. Yeah. It's just honestly time travel has well, then now what? That's a slippery slope. Is this going to be the solution for every single problem? Up, oh, burnt my toast. Look, I have time travel. Yeah, and we don't even know if Fitz will be able to do it again. Like so, like everything that happened. Oh, they will. Fitz Simmons, come on. <laughs> well, uh, yes, come on. But, don't do that. Fitz, but, Fitz. If anyone can do it, the only person in the universe that can do it is Fitz. Uh, Fitz, <laughs> who by the way should have every Nobel Prize. <laughs> In every single category of all time. Let's not forget Gemma. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even remember who she is. <laughs> Who's Gemma? Which Funny. one was Gemma? Funny. Um, That's your favorite fictional couple is Gemma? Fitz and Simmons? Fitz Simmons, yes. You, not, it's not even... Kim and Kanye, just that's your favorite fictional couple? Next to Outlander, next to Claire and Jamie, yeah. Interesting. Chasing Fitz. This Davis and Piper, what about them as a couple? That's getting there. I'm shipping them, too. I feel like they're both married to other people. You're shipping them? That's so great. I'm not even sure Piper is heterosexual, so I'm glad that you're shipping this. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I really... This particular episode, I, you know, obviously we'd always seen them as like tertiary characters, um, but now this episode, I'm really hoping that Piper and Davis get a bigger role and that we see them, um, we actually get a major storyline for them. I like da- Davis and Piper as people. They remind me of Fitz and Simmons before the romance when they were just flirting around yeah. and just the banter and the back and forth and the, the, the way that they interacted, but I hope that they don't become a couple. I hope they don't become a couple because I want it to be shown that a guy and a girl who are 
attractive can just be friends. It's okay. They don't have to be together. Yeah. No, I agree with that, too. I I mean, I think that they sometimes do that, though. Um, if you look at the relationships that... Um, just the platonic relationships that Coulson had all the other series, all the other seasons, um, wasn't necessarily romantic. Sure, but him. it was this level of interaction. It, Coulson has never been this close to anyone except for May and Daisy. They try to ship it. That was a that was that father daughter bond yeah. where if See, what? In, in Los Angeles, Coulson would have ended up with Daisy. Okay, let's just be <laughs> let's just make that clear. Coulson would have ended up with Daisy and not May. May and Coulson were close in age. It's like, oh, hey, what's up, Daisy? So the concept <laughs> is they bonded that as father daughter, right? Especially with Daisy not knowing where her father is and everything. It was just a perfect bond. But it it is okay if two people who are attractive also happen to be friends. What about Fitz and Daisy? They're close. They never dated. I have only seen Fitz <laughs> talk to Gemma, so I'm not sure. They've had their moments, especially season two. When, season two. When Daisy okay. was going through having quaking powers for the first time, Fitz was there for her. Kind of. It's not the same way that they're they're kind of creating this Davis and Piper. That yeah. banter is very I on get point. It, yeah. That you are bothersome. You annoy me. And, and it, it's reminiscent of the the boy in the playground who hits the girl because he likes her. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. I, That's all I, I'm understand. saying. Yeah, that makes That's sense. That's all I'm saying. So, I want to know at home, are you shipping diaper? That's what we're... D-I-P-E-R, Davis and Piper, diaper. Are we shipping that or not? Let us know if you think it's a, a diaper that's worthy or a diaper full of... Uh, Atara. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Enox. <laughs> gender <her>. neutral <laughs> companion friend boss. Maybe... I, Boss, I mean, she definitely, specifically, he introduces her as this is, you know, she's in charge. She's in charge of his section. Yeah, I I don't like her already, like instantly. Um, I want, I kind of want to like her because she seemed... <laughs> I kind of want to like her, but I don't. And maybe this is also kind of biased because I am I'm thinking of the trailer for next week and I'm thinking of what they're going to do to Fitz and Simmons but I I I find her very questionable and um, this whole time travel thing I am not liking the idea that they're going to bring the monolith back or that they're going to try to you know somehow reintroduce time travel Um, I am I'm yeah I'm just I do I do like the dynamic between Hatara and Enoch though. I felt like that really worked and just the acting too. That was one thing I really noticed as I was watching Hatara and Enoch interacting was the fact that their movements were so like crisp and very pronounced. And I'm thinking, okay, that's gotta be really hard to not only play a different character, but also to play um, I don't want to say robot, but like play someone like a Chronicon who is supposed to be kind of robotic in a way. A chronic, uh, exactly. We don't really even know what this race of beings are exactly because yeah. they are automatons. However, they're not. Yeah. So they are. I wonder who created them, and I wonder if that's part of that this dynamic as well. And it'd be interesting if the same creator of them is the same creator of the zombie vampire bats. Because some type of creator, there has to be a creation. This is, and there's a whole world full of them. And what? And of course, they were created to observe. But what gives them the right to interfere? Yeah. 
Um, it's interesting that you say that about them having the same creator, because now that you've mentioned it, I do notice that the zombie bats, um, they're kind of like a little more maybe pixelated is the right word, or like it's, it would make sense to me that there would be a creator and that it wouldn't be this organic being and that there would be, um, Well, they're a little pixelated because... CGI. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, which, by the way, this year's budget has been amazing, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad the special effects have been outstanding. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, to me, it's beyond the CGI, though. Like, I'm I'm picking up on um, there's something else there, and that um, I I don't know, like. I'm not sure that I think that they were created by the same person. It would be really interesting, but um, I feel like it's a very separate storyline, and I don't know how they're going to bring Fitz and Simmons back unless Fitz and Simmons decide to join S.H.I.E.L.D. again like, and somehow are able to join them. So getting into a little bit of the history of uh, Enoch, Enoch was created 32,000 years ago, built, put in service on Chronicle 2, which is the plan that was destroyed 2,000 years later. He was sent from his planet to Earth in a small cryosleep cell with the intention of studying humans. So here we understand about the concept of what Comic-Cons they're supposed to observe. I don't know what gives them the right to interfere. And also... What would allow them to think that killing Fitz and, Fitz and Simmons because they weren't being agreeable to their cause would not actually affect the timeline? Because it seems like Fitz and Simmons are pretty important to this timeline. They keep coming up. Yeah. And beyond that, too, just the fact that um, I mean, we had season... The last season was very convoluted in terms of time travel and um, the rules and the dynamic. And just, I feel like they would now, after after like changing the future, they would now um, not want to mess with it anymore if they're the keeper of, you know, things staying the same and going down a certain path. Well, Enoch has changed. I know you've been a little bitter at Enoch. What, were, what was your gripe with Enoch this episode? I didn't like that he... I get that he was trying to come up with the best outcome possible, and that maybe in his mind, by suggesting that they put Gemma into a dangerous situation, that maybe somehow it would bring Fitz and Simmons back together. Like, maybe that's what we're going to learn. But for him to just say it like that, um, and then for him to show up and literally have some kind of gas, we don't know what it is, to make Fitz pass out, um, he just isn't seeming like the good guy right now. Okay, uh, let me play devil's advocate to that. How long do you think uh, Enoch has known Fitz? It might not be that long, honestly. Sure, so he's known his planet and his race for 32,000 years. I feel like maybe he has a little bit of a a loyalty to them. Yeah, but he did... And wants to save his race. I understand that, but at the same time, he did say that Fitz was his best friend. Oh, 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 oh best friend over entire race. <laughs> well, a civilization of people, a planet that was destroyed, that he was created on. No, I get that, but I think that he would have talked to Fitz about it. Sure, sure, they're besties, but an uh, entire race. I, just like <laughs> want, I want people to understand magnitudes because oftentimes we get lost in narrative where we're seeing something from one side and we forget that there's an entire backstory that exists as well that serves as motiva- motivation for characters. I, How, Enoch did come off a little shady. However, it was within the realms of Enoch's logic. I don't know what that gas is. I mean, I don't think it's going to permanently hurt Fitz, um, but 
I think that I think Enoch, unless we find out later that he was bound to some kind of like inability to discuss things with him, maybe he was being monitored, so we didn't want to talk about this with Fitz. I feel like he should have been a little more forthcoming about what was going on, and that even if he is limited um, in terms of how he can communicate with Fitz and understand things with the human race, I feel like he would have um, divulged a little more information. So now we get to the end where the gang is back together. Simmons kind of saved the day by going with Fitz and saying, as a pair, we can do anything, goes off, sends Daisy and the crew home. So Quake and and Davis and Piper are home. We get May Overcoming not Coulson by taking advantage of the situation and that hand-to-hand fight in in the truck. And then everyone's basically converging back to the main office. And everyone's kind of happy. So the gang is kind of back together. And we learn, of course, this concept of Pachukatuk, which is an Incan word, as well as the word that they're using for the end of the world from not Coulson's. Yeah, yeah. They literally said that it was like the end of the death of everything. The death of everything. Yeah. So we're seeing that. So we have to find out all this stuff and more. Let's get into some news and gossip. Rachel. So the interesting thing I found there. Oh, I'm sorry. I will wait for our announcement first. The interesting thing I found was an article that is on Den of Geek. Um, It's basically Clark Gregg talking about his life after Coulson and everything that he went through. um, Everything that he, like how he learned about what it was going to be like. Apparently he did not learn um, until um, near the end of season five that there was going to be this change. And um, he just kind of goes into... Um, like everything with Ghost Rider and and hearing from the showrunners that there were going to be like repercussions for his choice. And basically he goes into some challenges of playing someone who is so unlike Coulson. Um, and just to kind of quote the article here, what he said was, there's, a gra- there's years of gradual evolution of that season five iteration of Phil Coulson through the various movies and then five seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And all those adventures and that family that he evolves. That was a real gradual settling into the skin in character and suddenly all those bets were off it was about not knowing this new person he was he has a completely different story and i didn't know it and at a certain point it starts to become clear that he has real gaps in his memory and understanding of that character interesting i mean it's good to know uh and i'm so glad that we got clark Gregg back because it would have been a very interesting and maybe not as agents of shieldy agents of shield if we didn't have colson around even if it's not colson my whole thing with it is bringing up the Ghost Rider interlude, I'm going to use this in predictions, but I think that's all tied into not Coulson as well. Let's get into a whoa moment. Whoa moment, of course. Whoa! The moment that made you... Hey! (laughs) So what what was a whoa moment for you? Well, I actually have three whoa moments. Throw it out there. Um, Enoch saying that Fitz will work and do his job if Gemma is in danger. That was my first whoa moment because Enoch, whoa... Two was May attacking Sarge while the truck was in motion because that was just very, you know, bad. I mean, in a good way, bad. Um, And then three, the trailer for next week that references the framework because I'm obsessed with the framework. So, whoa. Whoa. Uh, I'm going to have to go with that fight in the the truck. That was, whoa. That was amazing. It was great. It was wonderfully choreographed. It's not easy to combat in close, close proximity and close situations and quarters like that so it was very good ryan has his own role moment back there ryan what's your role moment of this episode hold up <laughs> that, that that was it 
was it. That was it. There's no more. There's no more. Guys, my woe moment is being with you tonight. I think Aww. this is so special that you guys are doing this after show. It's I incredible. appreciate you, Ryan. No more rap for you. All right, let's get into. <laughs> We're, Ryan's not allowed to have any more. Let's get into predictions. predictions. I predict that Ryan will never be allowed to listen to rap anymore. <laughs> I just predict that. I'm throwing it out there right now. I don't listen to it. It was just a soundbite. Yeah, anyway. right. Okay, good. Okay, good. I predict there's a third chair and Ryan will be here with us. You know Ryan what, Rachel? Killed. And that's why you're coming back next week. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much. And shout out to Hubby Joe in the chat. Uh, is yeah. that what it is? All right, Ryan, uh, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you, Hubby Joe, for being here. <laughs> what are some of your predictions? Okay, I think that we're going back into the framework, but it's Kronikone style. I think that it's instead of the typical framework where they take your memories away, I think that that Fitz and Simmons are going to have, they're going to be very aware of who they actually are. Nothing in their memory is going to be altered, but obviously we're going to see them face off against Fritz and just different, like, I guess, antagonist villains that they've had to deal with throughout. And obviously they don't know what's going on at first, but my prediction is that, um, that's how they're putting Gemma in danger, too. Interesting. My prediction is going to be that Tahiti and Ghost Rider soul-sucking is going to be more of a reason for Coulson and not Coulson than we realize. They're going to tie it back together. I feel that May and not Coulson are going to have a moment as May realizes that really is kind of Coulson, even though it's not Coulson. And I feel like Deke is going to be back in the work because guess what? Who knows more about future rooster, future stuff than Deke Shaw? Let's get him back in the thing. Until then, where can people find you if you want to be found Rachel Goodman? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on Instagram at Rachel Radner Author, which is my author uh, Instagram. And I have a um, readers group on Facebook forward slash Rachel Radner. You're just doing so, so much. Well, I'm doing the least, but I am Tehran all across the board. That's at I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N. And of course, catch me on a slew of other after, bus- after shows as all of your favorite TV programs are my favorite TV programs too. Until next week, find us right here talking more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6. Episode 6 is what we're getting into. We will see you next week. Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 